Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to a uh, lost edition of the Distraction Reviews. So I'm recording this intro to set up the actual podcast. Joseph and I recorded our review of They Live a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, a lot of technical issues with that particular podcast. Uh, I joke about our tech issues on Twitter all the time. Sometimes it's a bit, sometimes it's... They, they do occur before the show, but I'm able to clean them up and we the show works and it comes off well, well enough anyway. This particular episode, though, uh, couldn't do much with it. The, the video is a complete mess. I was not going to release the video in the format that it had uh, kind of aired and recorded on because it there's nothing to watch you'll be watching a very choppy version of us trying to do our show uh the audio had some issues as well but i was able to clean that up the best i could piece things together um it does cut off abruptly uh, at the very end you do miss about five to ten minutes worth of uh audio worth of us talking a lot of that if you've listened to our show long enough is uh my overly long distraction outro so you don't miss too much there but i wanted to release this episode for a couple of reasons one we did this was a requested episode uh we we wanted to talk about this episode i think it's our uh, most non-distraction distraction episode ever and, and once you listen to it you'll hear exactly what i'm talking about uh two i don't like wasting my time or joseph's time um he 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 does this he gives up his, his free time three some two three days a week uh to talk to me and, and banter with me and so can we spent an hour hour and a half uh, doing this show all things combined and I didn't want that to go to waste because uh, look all time is valuable and for me I didn't want my recording time wasted and I didn't want um, the the effort that I put into it audio wise wasted either so this is uh, technically a lost episode hopefully it comes out well enough and everyone is still able to enjoy it again the the main things I heard on my listen back where it does cut off abruptly and there are some spots where it gets a little choppy, but it's not too bad to where I didn't feel comfortable to where I was just going to scrap the whole thing. So I appreciate everybody checking out the show for this overly long intro. And now everyone enjoy um, the distraction reviews. They live. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. It is Tuesday, Movie Review Tuesday. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined by Out of Bubblegum, Joel Holbert. Joe, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad I didn't plan on using that line as my intro, <laughs> because if I did, my whole podcast would be ruined now. You'd have spoiled the whole thing, and I would be leaving the call. But I'm, good. I'm a bit nervous, Jeremy, because I think today is our first actual movie review. Uh, I don't know what your notes are. I haven't really got any. I think we're going to actually talk about the film here, uh, which is a frightening thing, because usually it's just us sort of pulling quotes and talking about Hulk Hogan. So I don't know where we're going to go here, but I'm trusting you, point God, to lead the offense as usual. I didn't write, I didn't 
I should have taken notes the first time. So I think people know by now, but if you don't, we were supposed to do this review last week. Tony Khan cuts inter, uh, cuts Joe's internet, so we couldn't do it. We had to bring on some guy named Ricky Starks to uh, do an interview with him. And so that was our show last week. So this was actually supposed to be last week's show. So I watched it the previous Monday or Sunday, I don't remember, um, to, to be ready. I didn't take notes because I rarely take notes on these shows. And by the time today rolled around, I'd forgotten. Like, mo- like I didn't forget like the whole movie. I still got it and everything, but mm-hmm. I just forgotten certain stuff. I was like, I gotta like I gotta do something. About it. So I rewatched it this morning. So I've watched it twice in the span of like ten days now, uh, and I still didn't take notes. So that was still my fault. But <laughs> that was the moral oh. of the story. Is I've watched it twice, didn't take notes once. <laughs> Okay, I thought you were going to be like, and this time, man, I just combed through that thing. It was a total move for me on second watch. I have all these notes, all these takes. No. Um, this is going to be interesting because I, I don't think we have any funny, like, wacky kind of side trails here. I think we actually have to talk about the film. Would you agree with that? Um, there are some. There are some, okay. dude. Uh, so They Live, starring Roddy Roddy Piper, came out in 1988. And <laughs> I love the opening scene of this where he's, like, just... He's a drifter, essentially, yeah. and he's just walking through, looking for looking for a job. But the score of this film, it's the same thing yes. the entire time, but it yeah. really captures the tone of everything happening in this film. Okay, in fear of going like full English class, I need to pass an exam on this. This was 100% intentional, right? The way that the score yes. like ingrains in your mind. Yes. It was 100% like a symbolic mirroring of the actual whole point of the film anyway that was one of my my few notes there is a moment in the film uh, later on when they go to like the meeting between the folks that can see the stuff you know where the original yes. the ones with the glass and that good stuff where they're walking and it is like harrowing how many times you've heard this score <laughs> I just go. and it like matches the way that Roddy sort of like trots around and I, that was when it clicked on me that okay that was like an intentional how easily stuff can get drilled into your brain basically is what that was to me that was tremendous yeah it's it's the same score the entire time and it's probably forever stuck in my head i don't know if i noticed it as much the first time around the second time though by like the 45 minute mark you realize Mm -hmm. okay this is this is all the same uh so roddy piper he's just a honest working man there's some stuff going on with the church People know that something's happening here and that we're not all the same. There, there's signals coming up on a television. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't I didn't know what this film was going for early <laughs> okay. on. I didn't know what the... Like, I'd never seen this movie before. I've seen the famous fight scene because I feel like everybody's seen that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what this movie was actually about. I was very confused through like the first half hour of this movie. Yeah, so I wanted to do this conversation because I'm I'm unsure how we're going to approach this. So this feels like a good way to kind of introduce it. This is a film that we've all heard of and everyone knows that quote that you open this show with and the fight scene. Would you agree that like yes. if you're watching this, you probably know those two things? Um, I knew roughly the plot of this film, but kind of knew that it was symbolic of more and had a deeper meaning based on the fact that it's actually considered like good. Now, I'm aware that at the time it came out, it got like a critical reception was kind of mixed. Um, but this is like an actual beloved film. Like it's a cult classic. So I was aware that it was more complex than just an alien B movie. <laughs> so I was always looking for what it was about. It's pretty, once you get that point of it, like you look from that perspective, it's pretty obvious what they're going for. But I could see how you just throwing yourself into this after a week of covering professional wrestling headlines. <laughs> this was like, okay, what is going on here? Because it's, like, it's obvious once you see it, but that opening 20, they're not giving you a whole lot to work with, I guess, right? No, no, they're yeah. they're not at all. And yeah, I was very I was very confused by it. It finally you finally start to, to see the big picture when the glasses are involved. And yeah. uh, we, we go from there. And then Roddy Piper, he can see that, you know, what the true messages are on like television and billboards, and he can also see that uh, there's alien invasion as well. Yes, he's sure. I can't believe I just heard that. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah. By the way, 
uh, we agree the fight scene is iconic and all that, and we'll get into it. I'm sure. I'm, at this point, you don't have notes. I wanted you to have like a play-by-play, and you could do it in like more Ronaldo voice. But that's you know, it's another bit for another day. Oh, you, um, if you would have messaged me that and be like, do this, I 100 would have. I I did not think about this at all. Yeah, we never cross notes unless we're telling the other person to pick a film for next week. Yeah. Which, you know, that's another thing. But um, hot take, or that probably isn't a hot take. The best scene in this film is actually when he puts the glasses on. Would you agree with that? That scene is incredible, and it's aged so well, too. I think the best scene... I, I think it's the bubblegum scene. Like, and he just... He goes in there and just starts shooting people. That's what I want yeah. out of films. I just want a bunch of, like, you know, mindless gunfire. See, that makes me think that you... I feel like the, the last third of this film would have let you down under those requirements for good cinema. Did this have enough hard-hitting action once we got to, like, the... Just the kind of fun, throwaway action stuff at the end. Did that hit for you, Jeremy? Where you no, that? no. I thought oh. the end of the film was kind of weak. Like, <laughs> I wanted more just, like, shoot them up, kind of go through stuff. Yeah. Um, like, they, when they raid the, the house, so they, they do the meeting, um, and that's when Roddy Piper goes back, finds the woman who tried to kill him, which we haven't even talked about. But they, they do the meeting, and that gets raided by the police. There's, like, good open gunfire in that, um, you know, Piper, they, they somehow miss Piper and his friends because that's cinema. Uh, but like after that, they go to the, they crash the studio or the, the party, whatever that thing is. Like I wanted all that to just be opened up on, like just, just an all out gunfire war in this, in this party where that guy greets him. like, didn't know you, you switched sides, you joined, like just go all out on that stuff. Like three people got shot and then the thing exploded and yeah, whatever. See, I think the opposite. Like, I, to me, if they'd have sacrificed any more of like the actual theme for the sake of just random gunfire, I would have kind of been out. <laughs> so we're on opposite sides because once they get like once that scene all unfolds, um, and they get underneath and all that on, into the raw underground <laughs> of this film, um, and they see like the news sets and all like. To me, that was like the underbelly. They were looking into it. I wouldn't have wanted more shooting, but I can sense that you wanted something very different from this. And we should never pick a film like this again because it was not. It was not like um, I say that like, as a collection of wrestling movies, movies with wrestlers in them that are this complex. There's not. This is the only one. But um, yeah, and maybe <laughs> that. Yeah, maybe that's my issue. Is like this is what I was expecting and hoping for. Is like just just a shoot 'em up film, and it's like yeah. no, it's actually kind of like slow. There's a real plot to this that happens, unlike most of these films that we watch. Um, so. I think maybe I even the second time watching it the second time watching it I came a little bit more around on of like all right well this is just what this film is fine the first time watching it I was like where like it's an alien invasion where are my spaceships like where are my you know light beams and and anal probes and stuff where where is that at that's what I need from this film that's that's the thing right this is this film is like a statement yeah that he's pretending to be a B-movie about alien invasion. Right. And you've entered it from the point of view of, where is my alien invasion? And I'm here like, can I get more of the statement? We've got two different perspectives on this. Um, do you think that, and I like this film very much, I think I like it a lot more than you based on what your take was just then, <laughs> but do you think this, um, it's like a double-edged sword, okay? So the point it's making is a lot more relevant now than it ever has been probably, I would say. Yeah, yeah. In, in terms of how like the media can sway people, everything is a commercial in one way or another. Um, the way that kind of the upper class can turn the, the poor folk against each other, all that good stuff, very, very relevant. Probably not the most educated people to get involved in that topic, but it is very, very relevant. I'll leave it there. However, do you think we lose sight of how like profound that statement was in 1988? Like We can appreciate it was still relevant today, but it's like we've seen and heard the conversation that like the point he was making is almost, um, I don't want to say it's blasé, but it's like it isn't as groundbreaking as it probably was for the folks that got this film first time around. I would imagine it was like a big thing back then. I mean, I was, yeah, born, 100%. I was born in 1988. I don't know what was going on in the world back then. Uh, but I would imagine this would have been something like not revolutionary, but something that they probably didn't witness a whole lot uh back then yeah. of like all right the media control 
and everything. So, yeah, I, I would think that people back then would have the opinion that, hey, okay, they're going for something a little bit different here. Maybe I should start paying attention to these ads and, and even like people like, all right, maybe I should like really pay attention to this person. Mm. And maybe, maybe I'm giving this film too much credit, but I do imagine that it was a bigger statement back then than it would, than it obviously is today. Like today we know. Yeah. Cause I mean, this film definitely didn't start the talking point, right? Like I'm right. pretty confident of that. Uh, but I would say seeing it like so emphatically, uh, captured in a film was more surprising whereas now like I'd imagine if you type in these topics on YouTube you'll get like some <laughs> lunatic reading the script here for 20 minutes you know like it's not it's just different is all, is all I'm saying but um, it was definitely like once I knew where they were going I was like man this is going to be an interesting one for our pod because last week I gave 10 to Money Plane you know like, <laughs> this is a, this is now we're on a different scale um, so considering that you seem lower on this than I and that's just my guess. I don't know for sure. I haven't got your rating, of course. That's a long way away. But I wanted to get your take. Did you just not find the concept interesting? Or did you find it, like, too surface level to really care? I I did think it was interesting. I think just my expectations were, were different. Is I okay. wanted... And, and, like, I couldn't break myself from that expectation. That's on me. Uh, you know, especially because I watched it twice. Um... But, like, I just wanted this to be, again, just a mindless shoot 'em up alien invasion flick. Yeah. And it certainly wasn't. This was a movie with a plot, with a theme, with, you know, c- not concise, but uh, actual layers to it compared to the, the films that, that we typically watch where I make up yeah. layers to make it seem like it makes sense. Like, this was all, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not in your face, but it it was very the the layers were intentional. The the layers yes. were intentional compared to to most of these films where it's like yeah I'm just bullshitting to to have it out there. Uh, so I think that was again that's a that's a me issue. I did enjoy the film for for what it was. Like I I thought it it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea with, with the with the message stuff and just actual being a seriously good film. I don't like that. I want seriously bad films. Um, but I did enjoy it for for what it actually was. I, the one, going back to the messages stuff, like Piper early in the, the film is like, you know, this is America. Like you play by the rules, you get rewarded and all yeah. this stuff. And like in 88, I'm sure this is like, yeah, like America, fuck yeah. Like that's how you got to do it. American dream stuff. And nowadays it's like, no, dude, wait, no. It 100% does not work like that, Roddy. And maybe that was my other issue is, like, I approached it from a 2020 view. And so a lot yeah. of this stuff, I'm just like, all right, yeah, I get it, but, the, like, none of this is new, and a lot of it is, like, even bullshit now, like this whole America kind of stuff. But I think, they that point he makes, uh, later on when he has the glasses, he goes into, like, a a shop like a supermarket or some shit and one of the aliens um has got a job promotion and did you notice that one of the normal folk was like it's easy for you to say you got the job promotion what about me so i think the idea was that because roddy was one of us i haven't got the glasses i don't know if you are or i i don't know okay but just assuming um he believed in a fake like ideal world is what I think they were getting with that. Like, I'm with you. I don't know what it was like, what people were saying in 88. But I think the idea was that, like, Roddy just viewed it in a very simple way because he didn't know what was above him in that in that ladder, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Right, and that yeah, that comes into play with his uh, with his friend, whose, whose name I completely forgot. What's his friend's name, Joseph? I don't know. I mean, Roddy doesn't have a name, right? Roddy's no, Rod- name yeah, is Roddy's name is Nada. Like that, but he's not said. Like it's in the credits. Yeah, yeah, it's in the credits. Like yeah, uh, Frank Keith David, who's yes. in a bunch of good films. Other besides this, I just watched him in Community. Um, so Frank, like I think he starts to come around on that when he's working like the union job uh, with Frank and stuff, mm-hmm. and then he, you know he sees the the church and kind of what goes down there. But yeah, certainly when he gets the glasses on, it does his mind starts to to shift a little bit but yeah yeah i don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. 
This movie confused me, Joe. I'm not going to lie. I was confused by this movie. Okay, like, what in particular? Just just general point. The fact that it wasn't an alien shoot him up. That's what confused me. Look, I've concluded that that confused you. That's fine. But, like, how... So here's the deal, okay? I'm about to go way off the rails. Please stop me. You know the fight scene in this film? Yes. My immediate takeaway was a little bit wild. And I have done some research and found that a lot of people agree with me. But, like, I'm pretty sure that scene is not just supposed to be comically long, but, like, I think it's actually supposed to be making a statement of some kind. Because remember that the whole thing about, you know, turning, um, like, those that have the power, turning those that don't against each other. Right. And here you have a black man and a white man fighting each other for six minutes, even though they both like each other and are basically fighting over saying that as it's out of their control, effectively. He's trying to get him to wear sunglasses to see the reality of the, the upper society. Like, I don't know, because at the end of the day, it's a six-minute fight scene that's really fun. Like, it's hilarious, right? It's awesome. But um, are, we, are those of us that have that take reaching on that? Or like, is this one of those deals where the film actually <laughs> makes a very simple point and we're like, it actually makes a thousand just to make ourselves feel smarter? I don't know, Jeremy. I didn't take any of this. See, I didn't get any of this. I just watched this and I was like, how is Roddy Piper not dead after taking five knees to the groin? Like he just does a drop toe hold after yeah. getting kneed in the groin five times. I was like, what? That's not how that works. No, I see. I clearly had the wrong approach to this film. <laughs> like I was going into this film of like, let me find, I was going into this with distraction mindset. Let's find dumb stuff to talk about and you know let's let's overanalyze like the stupid stuff that happens in this film and joe comes in like and actually watches and pays attention to this film doesn't do three other things as he's watching it and is like there's messages here man there there's like there's actual meaningful messages to this film and i'm just like no no i don't see any of this i don't know i mean there were some people that were with me on this um, as I, I kind of combed through like, all the takes about this film. Um, and it just seemed like it was a never-ending fight. And they'd basically been pitted against each other by like the folks that were the aliens, right? And by aliens... Here's the one thing that's interesting, Jeremy. So some of the aliens... Like, obviously, when we say aliens, we know that the film is just using that as like a metaphor. Right, right Jeremy? That's what they're doing here. Yeah. And some of the aliens, like... They are that way because they're lost to me, right? Like, it's almost like, you know when you see the one of the guys, like, he buys the paper that says all the stuff, like, conform, don't ask questions, all that good stuff. Like, I wonder if um, it's, it really is more just representative for folks that actually have just got lost in that world of, like, commercialism and nonsense and buying this and buying that. Like, they have no fault left. Um, I have no questions to tie on the end of this statement. I'm just saying I think that's what they were going for. But then there were also obviously a lot of um, good folk, normal people, that just can't see that these people are aliens. Right, Jeremy? Yeah. A lot going on here. Who is actually lost? You tell me. I'm lost. I've already told you that. I've already told you yeah. that I am lost. <laughs> I, I don't know where to go from here. I, I'm I mean, an alien. I, I, I can tell. I'm not gonna lie, because you're you're not asking enough questions. You're conforming. You're, you, so, did you not pop for the closing scene of this film, where the dude's getting fucked and yeah, he's an alien? Yes. Yeah. No, I wanted someone to bur- burst in and shoot somebody. Wow, you were way off on this, man. You. The thing is, this is the film that we had so many requests to do, and I feel like you went into this with the like just total wrong mindset. Yeah, I've admitted that. This was that. our chance, Jeremy. This was our chance to. We were going to change the game here. We we're going to become actual movie reviewers. No, why? This is our new thing. We're not talking about wrestling anymore. I was going to announce it at the end of this podcast. Look, I'm going to. We were going to go two hours on this film. Okay, we we're going to break down all the themes in detail. I was going to get a whiteboard out and start drawing stuff, and then at the end of the pod, we were going to announce we are now a movie podcast. For FightfulCinema.com. <laughs> I'd done the deal with Sean. All good, all ready to go. Patreon at the ready. And now you, you don't even want to review this film. What are we going to do? We're going to have to go back to B-movies again. Yes. that That's, our, that's our forte. <laughs> we need to talk about wrestling again, though. They I, Live is banned. I'm banning They Live. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hang on a second. We've got to rate it at least, and then you can ban it. Negative we... two stars there. Hang on a second. <laughs> this talk fight scene, that must have at least been for you. Just forget my other stuff about the fight scene. If you're watching this and you agree with me, tweet. Don't even at me, just tweet. Joe Holbert, very good. <laughs> you now talk about the fight scene purely from a visual perspective, because it was awesome, come on. It was great. Uh, I think this fight scene has been ruined for me because I've seen the South Park fight scene that, you know, uh, they mimic from it. They take it shot by shot. Um, and so, like, that's what I know of it, yeah. uh, aside from just actually seeing the fight scene before. Now, see, I was ready to come in here and be like, this fight scene, Raw Underground, Backlot Brawl, WrestleMania 13. And you seem like you're you're talking about, like, there's messages in a black man and white man talking fighting for six minutes. I'm just like, what what does that have to do with gold dust trying to run over Roddy Piper? Dude, you've killed me on that. <laughs> that was a real swing by me, you know. Like I'd only done a little bit of people seemed to be on I was like, I'm gonna go for this. Jeremy's gonna have to catch me in my fault. And you were just like, stepped out of the way, what are you talking about, Joe? This this band, this film. I don't know. I I thought this was very like um I thought this was just very interesting. I was left really thinking about this film a lot and about who he's actually kind of lost in this world. And, you know, um, what do you think of Roddy in this film? There you go. That's a simple topic we can go with. What do you think of Roddy in this film? This film has changed Joe's life, everybody. This has completely changed his... Is this what happens when... I mean, you requested a lot of trades over the week. And is have you just come up with so many concepts and stuff in your like so many different playbooks that you've had that it's just like overload and you're just thinking so much yes. about what's happening now instead of yes. just like you're uh, i don't what has happened joe well i've watched these films while running pick and roll with imaginary people <laughs> just dribbling around my front room looking around for open shooters they're never there when i put the sunglasses on i could see everything reddick was in one corner clay thompson in the other you see what i mean it's you need here's what you need to do Buy two thousand sets of sunglasses. You, okay? here's here's where we ruined here's where we ruined this bit. By the way, probably because you thought I was coming into this with the same mindset as you. You yes. should have had sunglasses for this. If you would have had sunglasses so to put good. on and like wear, this would have been amazing. Okay, so I have heat with you now. Okay, you tweeted, you tweeted um, sometime today. Here we go. I saw this and I was very excited. Time to rewatch They Live. Yeah. On one hand, I should have taken notes last week. We've True. agreed on this. So. <laughs> on the other, I get to rewatch They I was like, oh man, Jeremy loved this film too. We're going to talk about race, class. <laughs> We're going to talk about commercialism. We're going to talk about the media, um, manipulation. And you come in here and just like, where was the gunfire, Joe? I can't help <laughs> on that. Jeremy. We're on two different podcasts right now, but more importantly, you've blown it. In terms of my future as a big time movie, reader. <laughs> and for that I don't know where we stand. I'm gonna be honest, I do not know where we stand. I should have known something was up when I was like, I texted you. I was like, Lex Luger would have been better in this film, and you yeah. were like offended by Very this. Bad. You were like, No, Very what bad. are you talking about? Like Piper was perfect. He he was perfectly representing, you know, the the privileged white man of America. And wow! I, now I was, you're going. Now you're going somewhere. This yeah. you go. <laughs> Look, I, think, I can do the deep thinking part of this film. I, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I want to make it clear to him, which is, I'm not suggesting that I am like ahead of Jeremy in terms of understanding this film. Jeremy turns out he has no interest in discussing it on the podcast. <laughs> not, not even a little bit, which may be worse. I don't know. But what I will say, and I've watched a lot of wrestling in my time, Jeremy. Apparently, we do a podcast about wrestling some weeks, <laughs> which I try to make an appearance on. I need to do a deep dive on Roddy Piper. I've I, I've missed most of like the great Piper stuff. I've seen all of like his you know big four matches, which is definitely not the best way to appreciate Piper, right? Like watching what are his matches big four guys. matches? WrestleMania. No, I mean, like Brett. the big four pay per view matches. Oh, okay. I yeah. just thought you had like four Roddy Piper. No. Like these four are the above everything four. else. <laughs> no, I mean like you know those early WWE. I've seen yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But that's not the way to appreciate him. And, like, some of the studio stuff from, I think, 80, when he turns babyface in Atlanta, that's amazing. He's, his physical presence in this film is extraordinary. Can we at least agree on that much? 
Yeah, he's in great shape. He, he is. Yeah, he, he looks great. Great shape. Yeah, he looks like... <laughs> he carries himself very... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very well. Like, he definitely carries himself very well and plays the role. As far as, like, I mean, I think Hogan played the role of a wrestler who doesn't know what's going on better than anybody else who could have ever played that role. Um, As far as, like, serious acting roles that we've reviewed, and there haven't been Mm -hmm. many, uh, Roddy Piper definitely plays his role better than anyone else we've watched. Like, he's the best actor we've watched. But what about The Rock? (laughs) <laughs> the rock is as i congratulated him on his xfl purchase and yes. he didn't he didn't tweet me back so i've heat with the rock right now well, i've always had heat with the rock <laughs> ever since he made me do a 10 minute bit about dick but the thing is roddy has enough of like the wacky he has enough wacky to convince folks that it is actually just a B film about aliens like you know when he's running around with his gun yeah there's enough there to be like oh yeah this is just a dumb film but there's also enough like cool charisma to him. Yes. And he's like react when he's when he's reacting to other things that he's like actually good. I don't know if he's the best actor though. I'm trying to think now. Because we review one of these films a week, unless I miss and you know miss the highest rate show we've ever done, of course. <laughs> um, we do one of these a week, but as soon as we finish watching them, like whew, erased. I have, I have no memory. Um, I guess he is. Becky Lynch was good as the heel in that film that we did. Yeah, but I mean, she wasn't carrying that film. Like Piper had to do. I really? mean, she did carry the film. She that wasn't her role to carry the film. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll always remember Jake Carter as the name of the Miz's character. <laughs> I have no idea why you uh, still remember that. Um, yeah, Piper. It would have been better with Lex Luger. Is all I'm saying. Would have been better with Lex Luger. What? What is this bit you're doing? What? Just because he looks like Lex in this film. Is that yeah, what he looks a lot like Lex in this film. Like that's who I want. Lex promos, though. Yeah, you've that's why I wanted Lex Luger in this film. <laughs> you text me <laughs> at like three in the morning. My time I was like, AW should have a Lex Luger. He was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> was that after or before you saw this film? That was after because I was watching. Um, I think I was watching Great American Bash '89 for. I we'd watch the Cornette and Heyman uh, yeah. match. And then I just like kept watching the pay-per-view. And then I've watched some like 95 WCW. And I think I texted you about Sting being like, yeah, that's the last real star in wrestling, Sting, surfer Sting. And dude, Lex Luger ruled. I don't know yeah. what your beef is with Lex Luger, but he would have been hey, awesome. Hang on a second. There's a big <laughs> jump from, I don't think Lex Luger should have been in Dave <laughs> to I haven't been... <laughs> Beef. This podcast has gone off the rails. Um, but I, I want to make it clear: I, I do not agree with Jeremy that Lex Luger should be the lead in this film about commercialism and about you know social ladders. I do not think Lex would have been equipped for that. But you go, man. It's your call. What has happened to this show? Just I've changed, man. I've changed team twelve times. Oh. I've seen a lot of different GMs and head coaches. Scott Demore has shown me some things, and I'm I'm ready to play. I'm I'm tired of this, you know. Oh, when was you know Hulk Hogan last good? Or what about The Rock's dick? I'm done, with Jeremy. It's time. It's time. It was. It's finished. Money Plane was our peak of bad movies. Now we talk about the arts. Now we talk about themes, concepts, plot lines. You. This is where we're headed. You have to embrace. Look, you told me the first episode of this program. You said the business has changed. 
This it's podcast true. has changed, Jeremy. It's, it's, it's done. This is our attitude era. It's coming. <laughs> Get ready. I'm not looking forward to Thursday's show anymore. Like... I, I mean, that's the one show I don't look forward to out of all the shows I do anyway, because we actually have to talk about wrestling. But I'm, I'm not looking forward to Thursday. I'm afraid Thursday you're going to come in here and just be like, you're going you're gonna to preach to me about the Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss layers. You're going to yes. preach to me about the, the Sasha and Bailey. You're going you're gonna to tell, tell me, Jeremy, I know you wanted Asuka. Or you wanted Kana on Monday. Let it play out, bro. Just, just let it play play out. It's coming. Shayna Baszler, when Shayna was like, ah, you know what? I'm actually rooting for you, and it didn't seem like that had anything to do with her character. Why would Shayna Baszler do that? You're you're missing it, Jeremy. You're, you're missing yep. that she's slowly turning here. There's a message there that all MMA fighters don't just want to beat people up, and that ties in to Raw Underground. That these people aren't just fighters, Jeremy. They're not just fighters. What they, they, they have a bigger picture. They have compassion as well. They have lives outside of True. this raw underground. I don't want to do a Thursday show anymore, Joe. But you just done it. You you proved <laughs> I now have just followed by the way, I can't act, this can't wait until Thursday, Jim. I need to this. So last night on Raw, did you notice that the legit boss Sasha Banks booked Bailey in a match? Yes. Okay, and I know what you're thinking, oh she booked her match. That was symbolism. Because <laughs> Bailey usually books the legit boss Sasha Banks in a match, oh. so they they roll reversed it and they leave you wondering, Jeremy, are they on the rocks here? Are the two women with eighteen belts gonna fall apart here within the next two years, or are we gonna keep waiting and seeing baby faces <laughs> die at their hands? I think was their point, right? By the way, what about the SmackDown ad? Literally just being like, it was like Bruce Bridges got on his knees and was like, please, just please care about this Bray Wyatt. Thing. I'll do anything. <laughs> I've killed Alexa Bliss for this thing. Can you please watch the show now? <laughs> I, you know what? We're off the rails. Who cares? Remember those reports? <laughs> We're off the rails when this podcast started. And you're, and you're like mixed messages, hidden meanings, aliens. You know, what does this actually mean? That's when we got off the rails. <laughs> Do you remember when Fox got smacked down and people actually stepped forward and was like, Sports style presentation. That's what we're going to get. They're going to go shoot style with this, man. They might even have real fights. We don't know. And here I am, SmackDown had a guy is watching, you know, the NFL or whatever. I don't know what's on right now. And he's like, cuts the advert this Friday and it shows a clown murdering Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and then it shows another big man being thrown into a swamp. And that is the whole advert. We never see a wrestling ring, I don't think, in this whole ad. Um, and by the way, I'm all for everything I just said. I just think it's hilarious that those sports style prison. Anyway, back to they live. Do you remember they live? It's a good film. The the worst is when I remember. Of course, you probably remember this. This is when I I think I tweeted about sports style presentation. It was when Corbin dumped dog food on Roman Reigns, and I was like, sports, like that's what they wanted. Yeah. They got their sport. You you always see, you always see the loser dumping the dog food on the winner after these big games yeah. you know what i mean that's what happens in real sports and i would go to like christmas parties and all these people talk about like this their great jobs and stuff it's like oh yeah trying to cure cancer a lawyer helped all this person I'm like jeremy what do you do and i just like wrote an article about a dude dumping dog food on another dude you can watch it when or Wednesday nights, you can watch it Friday nights, eight o'clock on Fox, prime time on Fox. You can watch what I write about, and they're like, "Cool, cool, man," and then they leave because they realize I have nothing to add to the conversation. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I should have talked about they live. I should have said, you know what? I'm a legit uh, movie review podcaster talking about the layers and meanings in different films like they live talking about the symbolism and class division like this is what i do for a living you should have yeah that's <laughs> what i'm gonna do moving forward be like, so, so what did you do a podcast and you'd be like yeah have you heard of they live and just put my sunglasses on immediately if if they're an alien i'll not talk to them anymore i love how quick roddy is up for just shooting those guys too right he's like alien dead dead immediately dead policeman dead he didn't. It's, he didn't pull the trigger on a couple of people uh, when when he had the chance. The one, the one dude who disappears at the end. He's got the little watch and he just disappears off of uh, when they're in the movie studio. Oh Joe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. He hesitated on that one. 
He hesitated, like Andre Robertson from the corner three. Hesitated on it, and the guy got away. And then, you know, then they had to shoot up a bunch of other people, and they, they killed the satellite, and Roddy flips off the camera. It should have ended right there. It should have ended with Roddy Piper just flipping everybody off. So you didn't like the deal where they could now see, like, the, the gig was up, kind of. You didn't like that? No. I, I need, because then, how was I going to book They Live 2? There's no, They Live 2 is not really necessary. Like, Man, they live two was a non-start with you. You, you was not doing they live two. You would as soon as like you were forty minutes in and there was no like mass gunfire. You was like, what is this? Yeah, Let's but I could have, I could have saved it. I could have saved it if Roddy Piper, if it ended with him just flipping out. You don't know if he's dead. You don't know if he's alive. You don't know what happened because that satellite got destroyed. I could have done they live two with with Lex Luger. Um, I was going to say Lex might not be in the best best role for this. Who is a modern-day Lex Luger? This is the problem with wrestling. There is no modern-day Lex Luger. Uh, so I could have done They Live 2 with somebody, and it would have been the shoot up alien film that I wanted from this. Okay, I, I'm imagining a world in which they announce a sequel to They Live, and rather than like really going all in on the really interesting <laughs> concept in the modern world, instead they're just like, Get rid of all that stuff, man. Let's get some guns in here and let's kill some aliens. Yes. Huh? Let's do that. Imagine the reaction to that. That would be glorious. Especially if you just cast a bad wrestler. <laughs> and when I say, I don't mean like bad at the wrestling, I mean... So here's the deal. Okay, Jeremy. We've talked about this before off-air, I think. There is something to be said for that, like, golden era of guys where they were, like, actual stars. Now, hold the guns, folks. The ones that Jeremy wants to be using this film. <laughs> Because I'm seeing this happen a lot recently. You know this conversation that's absolutely fresh and worth having every day about new stars? You know that one? And it's like, there's new stars everywhere. There's Angel Garza and them. Like, it's not not what we're talking about. Roddy Piper in this film is a star in the sense that he looks like at home on in this setting, right? Like he doesn't look out of place. Yeah. I would say that's the biggest praise I would give to him in this. My question to you would be, how many guys in wrestling today... Could you confidently say, like, yeah, they're charismatic enough presence with the right look, and you also trust their ability to deliver lines? The lines part is the least important, I think, in this sort of role. Yeah, because just I mean, the other stuff. Piper delivered his lines well, but it's not like he had a yeah. ton of dialogue. It was exactly. a lot of it was a lot of one-liners um, from Piper. Mm-hmm. I I was actually trying to think through in my head of like, all right, who looks like they could pull off this role? I think Roman is the obvious one. Um, you're, you don't seem sold on Roman. I don't know. I love Roman Reigns, the big dog. I miss the big dog very much, Jeremy. You know I love the Roman yes. Reigns. But I sometimes I think Roman's like physical presence and charisma is elevated by the fact that a lot of the guys today are just not That's fair. like as naturally... Like Roman Reigns looks like a guy. He's a very handsome man, Roman Reigns. So to be clear. But I would not want to fight Roman Reigns. Some of the other fellas in that roster, they could take me, but I'm I'm going to go for it, Jeremy. Lindsay Dorado, <laughs> we'll have a go. Yeah, especially if he's got the mask on. Um, but, like, Roman is like an old-school wrestler in the way he carries himself. And sometimes I think it convinces us that he's more outwardly charismatic than he actually is. However, he's definitely the best suggestion, I'd say. Yeah, yeah that's the thing, is I'm I'm with you. I don't even think Roman... I would take Lex Luger over Roman Reigns. And Lex Luger was not the Lex Luger in the nineties. Uh yeah. like and Lex Luger was not like the top top star. They tried to make him that guy. Uh like Roman Reigns has been the top top star. Like I would take Sting, a, a Warrior. Like I would take all of these guys before I would take Roman Reigns. But now looking at like today's you know, today's landscape, I don't know who I would take over Roman Reigns. It's weird because like, I think people pair. Uh, this is this sucks to say this, but it, unless something changes, I think in history Roman's going to be looked at as like a failure of creative. Like, and I think he's an amazing wrestler, but that just seems likely, doesn't it? At this point, I mean, how many Mania main events that were just like <laughs> shoehorned in? So I think people pair him with like the Lex Express and stuff like that, and it's like, to be honest, man, when you think about him as a talent. Roman is more like a Bret Hart than he is, you know, like a product of the machine. Because right. he's got that, like, the beauty of Bret, and the reason I like Bret, is because he's less, he was less over the top than a lot of the other top guys in WWF, right? 
Roman has that. The issue is that obviously creative was killed. We're not just talking about Roman Reigns. We haven't spoken about him for a long time. I guess we should just do this. Um, how funny is this film with AJ Styles in the lead? There we go. Just, yeah. Just amazing fault. Him doing the bubblegum <laughs> line, but putting freaking in there. Just everywhere he can. Does AJ have a cameo? It can't cost that much. We're, we're going to send AJ a cameo to just give sure? him this line. <laughs> I think I can write that off. We'll just AJ deliver these lines from They Live, and then we'll uh, when we that's who we're casting in They Live too. I mean, we've just made oh, our done. decision. Yeah, yeah, we're casting AJ to to do these lines and to to go around killing alien. I feel like that's kind of perfect. But he might actually like be the alien killing the humans. So that's was the only it's the only issue. Too, was we so me- was we mean enough about Roman Reigns that we're going to get bullied on Twitter tonight, or was we nice? I don't think so. we were nice to Roman Reigns. Why, how were we mean to? Re- we're blaming the system more than we're blaming Good. Roman Reigns. Yeah. I have to be careful now. No, no, the, the I mean the WWE people are going to come after yeah. us, but they don't know what they live is anyway. <laughs> we love the big dogs, don't we? <laughs> yes, I remember, vividly remember this podcast doing a Royal Rumble review, and you was like, you yeah, were talking about was... Roman's street fight yes. Baron Corbin like it was. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, it was one of the greatest matches of all time. It was. He was like, this was a good show. It had that street fire. They <laughs> fought into the crowd. He was in awe of that match. I liked it because Roman looked like he was enjoying himself. And that, you know, that was very important to me, is that Roman yeah. looked like he was having fun punching this man. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm happy for you, Roman. You deserve yeah. to punch this man after this 18-month feud that you've been on with yeah. him. And that wasn't the end, because then they did the cage match. In Saudi Arabia. I have no we, recollection of that, but I believe you. We reviewed that uh, with Sean. Oh, Remember yeah. Classic podcast where Sean came on. This is very similar to this, actually. In fact, <laughs> let me go after us again. So this today, I showed up to review They Live, and Jeremy came here to complain about lack of gunfire. <laughs> on that day, Sean showed up to make a commentary on <laughs> WWE's lack of star-making ability. And we came to laugh about Bill Goldberg. Yeah. I think is what happened from memory. And I will never forget Sean like trying to explain why the system is broke <laughs> and why stars can never be made in a world in which Bill Goldberg comes <laughs> comes out and squashes guys that have never lost in Saudi Arabia. In general, in Saudi Arabia. And then I was just like, Yeah, but man, when Bill hits his head on those doors <laughs> <laughs> that to me that was when we found out like, that was our home and i've never clicked on that video i'd imagine people were mad but in my mind that was when we were like we've found it bro this is our game this is our rhythm this is what we're playing moving forward and this podcast is very much because i don't think we spoke about they live for about 30 minutes so here we are folks. That, pod- that podcast is amazing because i think you hung up and sean this he was like so that's y'all show i was like yeah that's what we do <laughs> i think you've been banned from all the podcasts 100%. with him because he he's looking to he doesn't really Talk do that this. on the friday show he really doesn't like we do sarcastic nonsense on those shows because i think he has to put up with a denise likes to do that kind of stuff and so it's a it's a tw- it's a twist for him to to actually do sarcasm and whatnot um yeah that podcast ruled see that you've got to just warn me if this is the kind of stuff you want to do that's all i'm asking just if you want to do all right hey you know i'm i'm look as the point god i'm looking to set you up i'm not looking for my own shot i'm not trying to create my own shot pass first kind of guy if you want to say if you want to do hey this is the stuff we got to talk about just let me know that's cool that's fine but you gotta otherwise i'm thinking all right we're we're doing distraction here. <laughs> this podcast was the equivalent of Al Holford like outrunning MB to the to the paint. Like he like just getting it like no, I'm here now. I'm in here. Give, give me the ball. I got a point guard guard of me, please. Um by the way, I do not want to fight Lince Dorado. Now that I've reflected on this, I actually think Lince Dorado is probably one of the toughest guys in the locker room. I don't want to fight anyone. I was just trying to make a general point that Roman Reigns is a more traditional professional. Please do not fight me if you see me, any professional wrestler. I will, Please. If you want to fight Joe, you have to get through me first. Just say that. Wow. Yeah. After all we've been through in the last 45 minutes, that's a real bold statement. <laughs> that says a lot about where we're at as a team. I like that. We're ready for the playoffs with that kind of chemistry. 
What what else do you want to talk about from They Live? Oh, nothing. I can't. <laughs> How was left to fall on that on that racial commentary I gave earlier? I, <laughs> I had lost at that point. I really trusted you there. Just make sure I make sure I wasn't coloring too far out of the lines. And you was like, you are an insane person. Anyway, back to the aliens. So I have no. <laughs> I have no more talk about <laughs> concepts or themes. To all of you who wanted us to review this film, I am sorry. I don't know what you expected from us. I no, try my best, you, Jeremy. Yes. Refuses my efforts. He refuses my efforts on this film. <laughs> we'll review it again in five years when we are more polished in the craft of movie reviewing. But until then, I think we're done with They Live. Do you think people expected a serious film? Like, like that's that's a yes. genuine question. You think they yes. were thinking they're actually going to review, review this film seriously? My ego is as such that I actually think people tune in, like, wanting my take on these things. Like, I, I am totally lost on the fact that no one has ever seen the films we review, generally, <laughs> and they're just here to, like, laugh. But in my mind, it's like everyone's sat there all week thinking, God, they missed last week. I just want to know what he thinks about the racial commentary <laughs> in this film. I understand no one did, but that's just where I'm at, guys. Okay? That's where I'm at as the, the colour commentator of this team. Because you're leading the offence, as we've said. But you do need my shooting every once in a while. Would you agree with that, Jeremy? Yes, one hundred percent. This is why. This is what I'm saying. If you need the ball, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta let me know, though. Like you gotta let me yeah. know sometimes if, yeah, if you need right. the ball. I think we should just never pick a good film again. I mean, it's worth the actual. That's fair. Yeah, I think our process here went wrong from the start. <laughs> the rest is we all just fell into line. But this first initial decision, thankfully, next week. I'm aware that you're going to make up on that error. We've got you I'm aware of that. Um, ratings for this film, Jeremy. Look, it's a good film. It's a very good film. It's the best film we've ever reviewed. I'm giving it negative two stars. I'm sticking with that. Wow. I'm writing it down. It's going in the notes section. It's going in the notes section of the phone that it's negative wow. two stars. That's like a Piper 97 WCW main event you've just given this film. <laughs> that, was the, that was all of the main events. That's all he wrestled those main events. <laughs> so here's the deal. And this is where I made a fatal error with Money Plane. I give Money Plane a 10 because I didn't think we were ever going to review a good film. <laughs> so in my mind, I, like this was the peak of silly wrestling films. So I give it a 10 never get better. And then, a minute later, I picked this film, knowing that people thought it was a good film. Did not think it through. Uh, I have refused to give this less than Money Plane. I'm sorry, I've seen Money Plane twice, and it's great fun, but I refuse. So for that reason, I make history here on The Distraction by giving two straight, that are not really two straight because I missed a week of the podcast and got the highest rated episode that wasn't with me on it. I give this also a 10 out of 10, Jeremy. All right, that, look, that's fine. It's <laughs> remember this. Remember that thing. I do. I do remember that was a thing yeah. at one point. Look, it, it's your ratings. I, yeah. You can be wrong with your own ratings. Uh... <laughs> you give it a minus two. Yeah, that that's what so it was. Disrespectful. It was a so minus two. I, I I have my own system. You have your own. So I thought you were gonna break your system, and you were gonna you were gonna give it higher than Money Plane, which is fair. Again, I, I think this just says that this shows your diversity. You know, you can appreciate that. All right, there's this great technical wrestling match. That's a five star match. Wait a second. Yes. Here's this car crash spot fest. Maybe they introduce weapons and stuff. Maybe this isn't like quite for me, or maybe I don't get all of it. it it's still a, it's still a five star match though. Like listen to the crowd yeah. popping. Like, it's clearly, look at the reaction that it got. It's clearly a five-star match, even if it's not for me. Yeah, I think it would be silly to establish a, a scale and break it, like, once over 30 years, only to then break it once a month. <laughs> that would be silly. Not that anyone has done that that's relevant to us. I'm just saying, if I did that, that would be awful silly, wouldn't it, Jeremy? It would yes. be a, just a dumb move. So I would never do that. We're staying from, from 0 to 10. I don't think I'm ever going to go into the minus. I mean, that's very disrespectful and you should be ashamed of yourself. But um, I haven't gone minus yet and we have watched some like... What did I give Baywatch? Zero. Uh, you gave Baywatch... I think I give it a full zero. I hope I did. Damn big dick talk and all that. <laughs> you gave Baywatch a one. So you're okay. still... You're, you're still holding out for that one film that's worse than Baywatch. I appreciate it. I like that... 
you know, at least on that one, you kind of thought it through. You, you figured we'll review something that's worse than Baywatch. Like we just have to. Yeah. So I'm not going to give this a zero. I'll give it a one because there will be something out there. Money playing, you just figured well, we're never going to review anything as, as dumb and over the top as this. So I've got to yes. give it a 10. And then we reviewed an actual good movie. I was so my brother watched the money playing with me this last viewing and like we began to kind of ponder like you know the concept the money playing is incredibly dumb and silly if it was presented differently and cast differently could you convince the masses that it's actually genius is my question to you before we go off the air here like if you this imagine that like i don't know this imagine age is not age and it's like some schnazzy modern actor and rather than as much as I love Fraser Green, he's like, <laughs> and it's like Al Pacino is sitting there. Al Pacino would be worse than Fraser Crane. At definitely this point doesn't in phone it in bad films. Ever. <laughs> yeah, Never does that. Never. But let's like, you know someone with that kind of prestige, right, 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 right. And they do that scene where they sell the money plane. Would there be the masses would just be like, man, it's actually genius. This is the most gangster <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Could they have fooled people with this, or is it actually just the perfect big movie? This was what we were pondering. Um, I don't, I don't think they could have fooled anybody. <laughs> I don't with, know, man. The money plane, <laughs> maybe a different name. Yeah, the money like, plane is so limiting, right? It's the most just right. Like you're, you're not gonna convince anybody a great film is called Money Plane. It's just not gonna happen. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I, this is me. I, I'm gonna draw this back to they live. I do sometimes wonder how much of this stuff is like. We convince ourselves based on the way something is presented. Like, because some of the fight scenes in that film are just hilariously B-movie. Like, if you take that stuff out and the poster isn't the funniest thing ever that went viral on Twitter a month before the film even came out, <laughs> which this one did, like, we'd be like, man, what a concept, right? It's like a casino in the air, people dying, wow, wow. <laughs> but in, in the actual, in reality, watch the film, we're like, yeah, this is the silliest thing ever. People would I don't think, know. if it was like a James Bond film, or something people yes. would love it they'd be like this is the best bond ever yeah that's like, what i was trying to get yeah at. thank you for explaining it better two words than <laughs> i did for eight sentences but what i was saying was like if it was played straight as like a secret agent tries to infiltrate like a mob would people be like man how cutting edge it's in the air it's a plane yeah <laughs> the money plane but also you'd have to take out the line about the alligator yeah yeah you'd have to would. take out the line yeah. uh, i just don't think you can sell you'd have to change the name though you you could not go with money plane like i've told my friends of of like yeah i'm gonna watch this film money plane they they have no idea they they don't know who's in it they've never heard of it or whatever they're just like that sounds terrible it's like yeah, yeah. probably is going yeah. to be like if you tell them tell them uh, what would be like a name i have no idea what you could call this i don't know i'm be... just imagining who could be who could be the rumble he can't be the rumble <laughs> like pacino's too like he He's too hammy now. Like he, yeah, he Pacino, Pacino is 100% in the collected paychecks phase. Who so. could you get to do this? I don't know enough about cinema today to know who's good. But you want it to be someone who's older. It'd have to be someone that hasn't just, just destroyed their own kind of like rep for big... I don't know. I'm not the person to discuss this. Pacino obviously like could do it. It's just he, he's made so many bad films that this would just look like another bad film. It wouldn't fit the bill. <laughs> but whoever it is... Don't have them tell the guy not to piss himself and take out the alligator line. Change the name of Money Plane. Fill it with, like, a uh, sort of unnecessary love interest angle. Get to two hours, and this is probably getting an Oscar. That's what I'm saying. That's, what I, that's my conclusion of the They Live review, folks. That's where I'm at. Did They Live win any awards? No. I, don't, I think at the time it was, a like, kind of people were meh on it. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. we should it was re- more like a fun film just sort of to make a point, I think, more than anything. Oh, well, we should have reviewed it in 1988 then. I mean, technically we are because these films are made for this podcast oh. and then they pretend they was made back then. True. So in that, like, I have a theory, Jeremy, that um, here on TV in Britland, they have like WWE classics mm-hmm. and I never hear Jim Ross, it seems. Like, I hear <laughs> Michael Cole and it's like, when... And I now have a theory that they just have Michael Cole announce all of these shows ever and retro. <laughs>
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.